The Your Safe Space podcast is recorded on Wurundjeri land. This podcast acknowledges the traditional owners and custodians of the land. Always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Welcome back. You're listening to the Your Safe Space podcast hosted by me, Adele Marie. Coming up on the show today, we have a chat about exclusivity in dating. Is it a scam? Is it necessary? And is it really any different from being in an actual relationship? Let's get into the show. Hello, everyone. Happy Sunday. What a week. What a day. I'm actually recording this on Tuesday before the Sunday actually comes out. And it is a very hot 37 degrees outside. And I am okay in the studio, thank goodness. Derek is a legend. He's had the AC on in here. But I've been sweating away outside. I didn't even go to the gym this morning and it's just been hot. I feel like our summer weather has come in quite late or into mid-Feb and I just can't believe it. So trying to stay cool, trying to stay hydrated. It is also Taylor Swift week for me because I'm going to the Errors Tour on Saturday night. You guys know I've been talking about it nonstop. I've been very annoying about it. I also can't promise that this is the last episode of me talking about it because I'm going on Saturday night. And I will then record a podcast episode next week to come out on Sunday. So I'm probably going to talk about it in a few more episodes. Please bear with me. Please let me be excited for this. I have been looking forward to it so freaking much. And it's actually put me in quite a better mood this week because this week has been testing me in a few ways. And I'm about to tell you why in what's taking up space. So as always, you know the drill. I want you to come and share what's taking up space for you. In the Facebook group, I put up a post every single Monday. I like to read through those and try to reply as often as I can. Even if I don't reply, I still read them. So make sure you come and leave that for me. It's my way to stay connected to you guys. And I really appreciate you interacting and doing that too. Also, you can tick off journaling every Monday if you do that. That's like a little journaling activity, whether you realize it or not. I've kind of tricked you. You know how mums like trick kids by putting vegetables into like their lasagna and their pastas and shit. That's like me tricking you to do journaling with the what's taking up space. But what's taking up space for me right now, there's a few things. Firstly, my launch with Jazz Handmade. We have had a little bit of a situation where we wanted to launch tomorrow And as I'm recording this right now, I've got Jazz, the angel, texting me, possibly saying that we can launch tomorrow, possibly saying that we might not be able to. It's been a bit up in the air. We had actual issues with packaging. Poor Jazz obviously owns Jazz Handmade, which is a jewelry company. The jewelry comes in a certain box. There's been some things there that we've been trying to sort out and order. The package didn't arrive in time. It was meant to arrive two weeks ago. And I want this jewelry to go out so people can have it for the Eras Tour. And I want people to wear the lover earrings to the Eras Tour, whether you're in Melbourne or in Sydney. And if we launch tomorrow, that could happen. So we've just been dealing with quite a lot of stress. I've been trying to have Jazz's back because she has been stressing out so much. And I keep saying, I support you, whatever you want to do, whatever calls you need to make, I have your back. Like I'm not going to be upset if we can't launch or we just can't do it. Like I think people would understand if we you know, say what we need to say. And anyway, we might have a solution. I might be driving to go and get 300 jewelry boxes after finishing this. What's also taking up space is the rental market. I obviously traveled last week quite a bit. I went to Sydney. I went to the Gold Coast. Because of that, I didn't get to as many inspections as I would usually like to get to. And I'm still looking for a place to rent. This is my fourth week this weekend. I'm going to a rental on Saturday for a property that I think I love. I haven't actually seen it in real life yet. 
However, it's ticking all my boxes. It's under budget. It's beautiful. It's in the area that I want. It's got a backyard for Franklin and it's got beautiful natural light, no carpet. It's kind of like giving the dream. And I've got my fingers and toes crossed that it's okay. I'm hoping that because I'm going to go inspect it on Saturday morning and because I'm going to the Errors tour on Saturday night that it's like a good omen. So Miss Taylor Swift, please bless me on that day. And I'm also going to take the man with me because he hasn't actually come to any inspections and I'm not moving in with him. We are not at that point, but he is also a fix-it man and he's very... He's very smart. He's very switched on and he will know if there is anything that needs to be fixed or anything that I might not see with my vision, he might be able to see. So I'm hoping he can come too. I actually don't know what time it is at the time of recording, what time the inspection is, but yeah, it's just been consuming me quite a bit. I have spent more time on realestate.com than any other website ever (laughs) in the last four weeks. And I feel like all the real estate agents in the areas that I'm looking know me very well now because I keep showing up to every inspection, whether it's during the week or on a Saturday, I keep applying. And then I've been trying different tactics to try and get my application to the top of the list. And it's just been a whole shit show. I am trying to be patient. I am telling myself, trust the process, Adele, trust the process, Adele. But yeah, I would be lying if I didn't say it wasn't weighing me down a little bit. But again, I've got the Taylor Swift concert to look forward to. So that is keeping me, keeping my spirit high. And at the time of you listening to this, I would have woken up from the errors tour. So if you want to see what I got up to, go and look at my Instagram story. I'm sure I would have shared some things on there and I will report back next Sunday. All right, guys, I think we can get into the show because it's a juicy one. I'm going to be spilling the tea and let's not waste any time. Now, we are talking about exclusivity today, and I have done a few dating episodes in the past on this podcast. If you go back to the start of season two, we did how to have the what are we chat. We had anti-situationships. We had red flags. I was in my dating era, okay? So a lot of the content was dating focused. I am still dating at the moment. I'm just dating the one person. I'm dating a man exclusively and it inspired me to do this episode because I feel like I may have confused some people when I have said in the past that I am dating somebody now because I also am not calling him my boyfriend yet, keyword yet, capital letters yet, and I don't want it to be confusing. I want to come on and elaborate, so that's what I'm doing today. I also understand that modern dating can be confusing and can be very treacherous at the best of times. And in the past, I think I've even come on this podcast and even said that exclusivity is a scam and that exclusivity is bullshit and not to give a man exclusivity because of X, Y, Z, and I'll get to that in a second. So is this episode a backpedal? No. Is this episode Adele changing her mind? Yes. Is this episode fitting because I now do see the benefit of being exclusive and what it means for me and how I can set myself up for success and make better decisions for myself romantically. Yes, I think that's what it can be. Now, also doesn't mean that I'm going to think and feel this way forever. And I think shout out to the guy I'm dating because he's the person that changed my mind about this. I don't know if anyone else would have been able to change my mind about it, but I have been able to see it from a different perspective and I want to share that with you today. Now, elephant in the room, what is exclusivity? Some people listening to this are going to know, some people aren't going to know. And before I give you the definition that I found on the internet, I want you to remember that labels mean different things to different people. 
What is exclusivity to me might be something different to you. Some of you might not even believe in it. That is okay as well. To me, my definition of it is it's a trial run before you fully commit to a relationship. It's like you want to set up Stan and you want a seven-day trial period. You go and do that and then you get your seven-day trial period. If you like the shows and you want to keep paying $12 a week, or I don't know how much Stan is, I don't actually have Stan, you subscribe and you lock yourself into the yearly contract. My exclusivity period is not seven days, but for me, that is what exclusivity is. According to my research for this episode, one of the best definitions I found was that labeling the stage as exclusive is a transitional phase between dating and fully-fledged relationship. Typically, this can also mean agreeing to not see other people while you are on your way to potentially becoming a couple. Now, it is important to remember that What is exclusive for some people may also be different to the next. And you can discuss a whole range of exclusivity when it comes to your relationship, whether that is physical intimacy, whether that is emotional intimacy, whether that is any other area of your relationship or your dynamic. Some examples, one example of exclusivity is not going on dates with other people. Another example is not having sex with other people. Another example is Maybe it's just deleting your Hinge account. There is a scale, there is a spectrum. Many different types of exclusivity can also exist. I also want to unpack what changed for me because I know some of you listening are going to disagree with me and that's okay. The good thing about life is that we all have different opinions and we can all think differently about things. I also feel like it would be pretty boring if we all just agreed on the exact same things all of the time and I also don't want to live in an echo chamber and I also want to show you that it's okay to change your mind and that when you learn new information or you learn a new way to do something, you can adapt to it if that's what you want to do. Now, for me, what was a big driver and factor in it is my own history with dating because when I look back on every single long-term relationship and serious relationship that I have been in, I rushed into every single one of them. My first boyfriend that I had he just asked me to be his girlfriend. I said, yes, after what, a month. Second boyfriend I had, same thing. He asked me to be his girlfriend after what, six months. I said, yes, didn't even think about it. The last guy I dated long-term in Sydney, after two weeks, I became his girlfriend. I never took my time. I never took control of the narrative. I was always just saying yes and going along with what everybody else wanted. And that never worked out well for me because Those relationships never lasted and those relationships weren't the right relationship for me to enter into, but I was just going along with the flow and kind of entering into these relationships without seeing how much of a big decision that was or really assessing if these were the decisions that I wanted to make, 100% my decision. And now at 30 years old, I don't see entering into a relationship as something that I am willing to do so carelessly because I think in the past I would call my behavior careless and I think in the past I would view relationships as this very like light and very like nonchalant view when now I see it as a very serious commitment. I see it as something that is not taken lightly. It's a big deal to me now (laughs) and I think to myself calling someone my partner, calling someone my boyfriend is not something I'm just going to hand over and do. It's not something I'm doing without really getting to know the guy, without really doing my due diligence on him. And every single thing leading up to us becoming a couple 
and that exclusive period, the best way I can describe it to you guys is just me collecting data, collecting information and figuring out if we are actually a good fit or not. And I think dating has changed a lot over the years. Dating is very different now. Modern dating, we have things like casually dating, where you might be dating multiple people at once. We have friends with benefits. We have situationships. For me, I am embracing this exclusivity stage or this exclusivity period. It is new to me and not something I've ever really done successfully or done in the past. But now I see it as a chance to determine what I want from this person and really assess if this is something I'm going to go 100% in on down the track. Now, for me, when I'm wanting to be exclusive with a person and in particular the person I'm dating right now because I just wanted to continue getting to know him and I wanted to continue spending time with him, which is what we're doing right now. But at the same time, I haven't been ready to call him my boyfriend. I haven't been ready to say that we're in a relationship. Neither has he. And we have both agreed, and it's been quite lovely because we have both agreed that We have been wanting the same things at the same time and we both see the potential in each other. We both see the potential in the relationship. We're actually quite compatible on many different levels, but there is still so much to explore and still so much to unpack and still so much to get to know. Like, I think the other thing as well is that for me, the exclusivity period is not something that lasts forever and I don't even want to give it a time frame because I think that can be unhelpful. But for me, I will know that exclusivity period is over when I can say, he's my boyfriend, I want to call him that. And I would say, can I call you my boyfriend when that time comes? I know that what I'm explaining, some people might be sitting here thinking, Adele, that sounds the fucking same as boyfriend, girlfriend, or girlfriend, girlfriend, or boyfriend, boyfriend. But for me personally, I actually see it as a whole step before you enter into the relationship. Like I see it as you are casually dating, you're exclusively dating, and then your boyfriend-girlfriend. Some people can go from casually dating to boyfriend-girlfriend, fully-fledged relationship. Some people might, well, yeah, that's the only other way you can go. Some people might disagree with me and there might be other stages as well. I don't know. Come and talk to me about it in my DMs or join the Facebook group if you want to discuss because I'm always happy to discuss. But I think for me, it's a step before entering into the relationship. And then once we are in that exclusive arrangement, I can get a feel for what it's like to almost be in a relationship. I can get a feel for whether or not this is going to be a long-term thing. I can see, and it takes time as well, whether or not this is going to be a good partnership. And then I will one day make my final decision about it of if I can actually date this man long-term. And the reason that I'm so happy to like take my time and some people might also think, well, you're 30. You shouldn't be wanting to take your time. Like you don't have time to waste. But I I call bullshit on that. I feel like I have lots of time. I don't feel like my time's running out. And what is time in getting to know someone if they're going to be the person that I end up with forever? Do you know what I mean? Like, is it really a waste or am I just building a really good foundation for this relationship? So yeah, I really am hesitant these days to just go into boyfriend, girlfriend, short term. If I'm going to give somebody that title, if I'm going to give somebody that level of commitment, if I am going to make that promise to somebody, I am not doing that lightly. It's because I am so committed and I know that they're committed towards working to the same goal, that long-term goal of being together and having a future together. So my stance on it has changed quite a bit and I'll explain to you at the end why it was the way that it was and how it changed because the man did have a big part of that. But if you're finding yourself dating somebody 
and you are wanting to be exclusive, I'm going to give you some ways that you might know that you are ready to be exclusive and some ways that you might know that you're not ready to be exclusive because I think it doesn't really matter where you land. It's good to know where you're at and what you're getting from dating. So if you are feeling like you are ready to be exclusive, you might be at the point where like you don't want to date other people. That was a big one for me. When we had this conversation, I wasn't dating other people. He wasn't dating other people either. And I'll give you more detail on that in a second. But yeah, you're very happy just dating that one person and you just want to see where that goes. That goes hand in hand with being able to envision your future with them. You look forward and you can see them in your future. You can see them fitting in with your friends. You can see them fitting in with your family. You can see them fitting in with your life. And you can also see yourself fitting into that and vice versa. Some other signs that you might be ready to become exclusive with somebody is that you are able to have hard conversations and you are able to have deep conversations and you're even able to manage any kind of, not like disagreements, because I don't know if you're having disagreements this early on. Sometimes you might be. I don't think it's a bad thing to have disagreements. I never think that you need to like not fight to be healthy, like fighting and having disagreements or arguments is very normal. I would maybe call it misunderstandings instead of disagreements, but you were able to resolve them very happily and healthily. It's not a big blow up. It's just moving kind of like at an emotionally stable state. And that also goes for you feeling like you are trusting this person. Like you might feel like you are happy to be vulnerable. You are happy to let your walls down. You are happy to realize, oh, like I actually feel like I can give parts of myself to this person and almost trust them not to hurt you. And so they are some of the signs that you might be ready to be exclusive with somebody. And on the other hand, if you're not quite ready and you are feeling a bit hesitant, one of the telltale signs is that you're not ready to give up dating and you're not ready to stop seeing other people, which is okay. You don't always have to want to give exclusivity either. I really don't want you to think that I'm coming on here and saying you must go exclusive before you go into a relationship. No, I'm just sharing my perspective in case you are interested or in case you want to try that yourself. But if you don't want to give up dating and seeing other people, that's a very clear sign that you might not be quite there yet. The same for also just feeling like you're worried that like this is like this is it. Like you're thinking to yourself, this can't be it. Like there has to be someone else out there for me. Or if you're feeling like you're settling with this person, that can be an indication. Some other signs is that you might feel anxious or worry about the thought of committing to them. Like the thought of being exclusive with them might really scare you and might be off-putting to you. There is also the same can go for some reflection. Like when you think about, do you really like this person or are you just wanting them to like you? If you're more interested in their attention and you're able to be honest with yourself and you're more interested in just them liking you and you don't really like them, that's a very clear sign that you're not ready to be exclusive. And the same goes for you can't quite see a future with them. And that can range, again, on a scale as well. It might be the fact that they don't believe in marriage and you do. They don't want kids and you do or vice versa. It might be the fact that they might partake in certain activities or behaviors that are non-negotiables for you. So you know that that's not going to work long term. These are all things that would indicate that you're probably not going to see your future with that person and that is okay as well. I think there's some key things to note here. Being ready to be exclusive also does not mean that 
this person is like the love of your life, soulmate level, you're getting married tomorrow. I think there's a misconception there as well. These have been some of the questions I've gotten. It's like, well, if you're if you're exclusively dating him, Adele, why isn't he your boyfriend yet? Why hasn't he committed yet? He has committed. We are taking it slow. We are on the exact same page and things are moving beautifully between us. But again, it doesn't necessarily mean that we're ready to like move in tomorrow or that we're getting married tomorrow or that he's immediately the love of my life right now. We are definitely not at that level. And I also think at the same time, if you're not quite ready to be exclusive, but you are still interested in seeing this person and getting to know this person, it doesn't mean that like it's then doomed. I think it can be fluid and it's not a black and white thing either. You can also take your time to get there. Obviously, there's two sides to it as well. So some people listening might be really ready to be exclusive with their partner, but your partner might not be ready to be exclusive with you. I was quite lucky in my dynamic and in our dating situation. He was the one who mentioned the exclusivity to me. Initially, I didn't want to give it to him and I'll explain what happened at the end. But this is a way to be able to tell if your partner wants to be exclusive. So If you are seeing somebody at the moment or you're casually dating them or you're dating them and you haven't had a conversation, if any of these things are happening, your partner could want to be exclusive with you. So they might be making effort to include you in plans. They might be introducing you to your friends and family. They might be introducing you to their friends and family. They also might show signs of being comfortable with emotional vulnerability. They would be able to tell you that they want a relationship, that they're not scared of commitment, that it may not necessarily be verbatim with you. I always say this, but when someone is okay showing their emotional vulnerability and when someone has emotional self-awareness, that generally, along with showing signs of incorporating you into their life, making you feel seen, making sure that you feel like you're a priority, are some of the signs that they could be ready to commit. On the other hand, if they're doing the opposite, so if they're not making plans with you, if they're not prioritizing you in the dynamic, if they're communication is shit. If you feel like they're not making any effort, if you feel like you're never going to meet the friends or you're never going to meet the family, even the fact that like they're probably still on dating apps and still going on other dates, that could also be a sign that they're not quite ready or that they don't want to give that exclusivity, which is also okay. Now, I always say that you should talk about things and that you should discuss things when you are ready to discuss them. I am very lucky to be dating somebody that loves to talk, loves to communicate. He probably talks and communicates 10 times more than what I do, which has also been interesting because I'm a yappy person. (laughs) I'm a yapper. I'm a full-time yapper on this podcast. And so it's been interesting navigating a dynamic where I'm dating someone who also really loves that. But I think if you are in a situation where you want to talk about exclusivity with your partner, that's a pretty good sign to do it. Go back and also listen to the what are we chat because I gave some really good tips and tricks in there. And even if you're not quite ready to have like an exclusivity chat, I think it's still good just to have open communication when it comes to your relationship or when it comes to dating. Even if you are dating casually, even if you want friends with benefits, even if you're in a situationship, even if you want exclusivity, it is good to know where you stand with this person. And that's why I always say, talk about it. So if you're listening to this and you want to be exclusive with somebody, be direct and clear to that person. Bring it up. Make sure you're using lots of I statements. And an example of what you could say is, I really like you and I want to talk about our relationship and I want to make sure that we're on the same page and I would like to explore the possibility of what this looks like long-term. 
I'm not quite ready and wanting for it to be a girlfriend-boyfriend or boyfriend-boyfriend or girlfriend-girlfriend situation, but I am willing to give you my exclusivity because I only want to give 100% of my attention to you and see how that lands. At the same time, if someone is asking for exclusivity from you and you don't want to give it to them, be honest and be open again because the truth is always better. And I know sometimes these conversations can be really uncomfortable and don't come naturally, but it's so much nicer to let the person know earlier on that like, this is not something that you're feeling. This is not something that you're wanting to give any more time and energy into. You can always be very compassionate and kind in your response as well. And another example of what you could say is, I'm just not ready to make that type of commitment to you right now. And then that's your chance to clarify or make a comment about what it is that you want. Because again, for me, when he asked me for exclusivity, we had a huge discussion around it. And I'll get to that in a moment. But I really needed to unpack all of my hesitancy with him. And we were able to then get to the same page as well. But again, I feel like if you are not ready to give exclusivity right then and now, it doesn't necessarily mean you're not ready to give it down the track. So you can always say to the person that you're dating, I'm just not ready right now. I'm still getting to know you, but it could be a possibility. I just need a little bit more time and I'm enjoying this process. Can I have some more time? I think it's so important to really just speak about your definition of exclusivity. I've even spoken to friends who have been dating guys and then they've never spoken about it. They've never spoken about if they're seeing other people or not. They've never spoken about what they want from the relationship. They've never spoken about what their intentions are with dating. And then you're just stuck in limbo. I would rather know where I stand. I would rather know and have a very clear picture of what I'm getting myself into than be stuck in limbo and then one day have the rug pulled from underneath my feet because I didn't have a conversation with this guy and he just thought we're having fun, but I thought that we're getting into a relationship. So I think it's so important to keep talking about what it is that you want, whether it is that you want exclusivity or not. I think we get into a trap or we can fall into a trap where we just assume. We just assume what the other person wants. So we don't talk about it. We might assume that things are moving well, so we don't discuss it. But that can cause more hurt and pain in the long run. And I think there are so many different ways to like make a relationship work. Relationships are so personal and so unique and what works for me also might not work for you and what works for you might not work for me. So at the end of the day, I'm not sitting here saying that my way is the right way or that it's the only way. I think in all relationship stages, it doesn't really matter what stage you're in or who it is that you're dating. You do deserve to be with somebody who makes you feel special, who makes you feel wanted, who can see your value, who treats you with that level of respect as well. Now, I'm going to give you guys the tea on how I became exclusive with the man I'm dating at the moment. And it was interesting because I was actually not expecting it and it happened pretty early on. It was after our fourth date and he had said something to me. We had just been talking about our feelings and whatnot and he had said to me, Adele, I think we like each other more than we're willing to admit. And Little Miss Independent Adele was like, well, how do you know how much I like you? Because feelings are subjective. (laughs) You can't measure that. And he goes, yeah, you can. He goes, if I asked you if you were willing to just see each other, and not see other people, what would you say? I was like, no. And I was probably very harsh and I was probably very direct. I could have softened my response, but I said, that's giving situationship. I'm not doing that. 
I only want to be boyfriend, girlfriend. And he was like, so you want to be boyfriend, girlfriend right now? And I said, well, no, I don't want to do that. But I don't want to give you exclusivity because you're making me feel like this is a situationship. And I started to spiral a little bit. And then on our next date, he brought it up again. And I had so much fear around exclusivity because the last time I exclusively dated a man, you guys would remember that, he wasn't keeping up his end of the deal. And that dynamic was very different. And so my argument to him was that exclusivity will naturally happen. The more you get to know someone and the more you like somebody, you're going to not want to date other people. And he said to me, Adele, I would rather talk about it and not assume because how do I know that we're on the same page if we're not talking about it? And I explained to him, this is what happened to me in the past. And he knew he didn't want me. He knew he didn't want to be with me, but he also just didn't want me to be with anybody else. And I said, in my head, exclusivity is what a guy asks for when he just doesn't want you having options, but he isn't sure about you and won't commit. And he was like to me, well, no, Adele, I don't want you to give me exclusivity. He's like, I'm just telling you that I'm happy to give you my exclusivity. And I'm telling you that I only want to pursue a relationship with you and that I see this as like the step before a relationship. And he said it was too soon in his mind to say that we were girlfriend and boyfriend at that point, but he liked me a lot. And he was right because at that point, we had only gone on like four or five dates. We hadn't slept together. We hadn't met family and friends. We hadn't started to be integrated into each other's lives yet. And even at this point, I still think it's too early right now at the time of recording this podcast episode. But my issue was I had to put aside my ego and my issue was just admitting to him that I was going to give it to him. It was a very self-reflective process for me because I was realizing that I was punishing him for the hurt that somebody else had done to me. And I was already giving him the exclusivity. Like, Up until that point, I had only gone on a couple of other first dates from Hinge at that time. I was only really interested in him. Like I was having so much fun with him. All our dates were amazing up until that point. And I knew that I wanted to give it to him, but part of me was like, no, don't give it to him. And it did take me a little bit of time, but I saw that this was actually going to be a good step for me because again, I could stay objective in the sense that I still had so much to get to know him on. Like there are so many areas of our relationship that we are still learning about each other and we are still figuring out. But especially at that point, I didn't want him to be my boyfriend. I couldn't say that. I didn't want to rush into it. And I also just knew that one day I could see that happening. Not right now, but I should And I actually wanted to give him that. And so he put absolutely zero pressure. I just want to like reiterate that. He put zero pressure on me to be exclusive. And he even said, if I didn't want to be exclusive, that he would give me time and space to like figure that out. But for me, I just had to let my ego go and stop punishing him for other things people had hurt me with and stop punishing him for my past issues and make that decision. And truthfully, it's kind of been the best dating experience I've had in a long time. And I obviously hope it will work out. And I obviously hope that one day we do get to a point where we can say, oh yes, this is a fully fledged relationship. And hopefully like, this is like my forever person down the track. Cause I still think there is so much to explore and figure out, but 
it is working for me and I'm so happy that I didn't stick to my guns and call it then because it would have been too premature to end something when I've actually had such a really nice experience since that conversation. And there's this other element, which I quickly want to touch on before I wrap the episode, but when you are casually dating and you are spreading your energy amongst however many people, whether you're just chatting to people or whether you are going on multiple dates, it is harder to have success because when you give one thing 100% of your energy or technically you want to put all your eggs in one basket, you're more likely to actually have success by doing that. It is a form of negotiation. It is a, it is an option when it comes to dating. And it was one that I used to reject so badly, but now I actually see it as it does give you the upper hand because you are then able to see, hey, is this something I actually want? Is this something that has legs? Is this something that has potential? And can I experience it and still get to know the possibility of it before making up my decision? And I'm very curious to hear from you guys what you think or what your take is on it. Some of you would be listening to this being like, such bullshit, Adele, I don't agree with you. I don't agree with you. But honestly, I've changed my approach and I think it's been working for me. Who knows how it will end up? Yeah, I don't know. But at the time of recording, things are really good and I'm really happy. And so I was like, I just need to do an ep on this because I have so many thoughts and feels and I haven't really spoken about it in great depth. And I think my past view on it was definitely through a lens where I had been hurt and I had been mistreated. And so my past view on it was perhaps a little bit one-sided and biased, (laughs) but I am always learning and doing better and just trying to do things that make me feel good and set myself up for success. And yeah, give me a better outcome of having like a really healthy possible relationship one day. All right, you guys, I think we can wrap the show there. I feel like I have more to talk about on that. So if you have any questions for me, please go to the show notes. There will be a form there. If there's anything in particular you want me to answer or unpack or do a part two, let me know because we can. But my PS, my recommendation for the show is a book. It is the book, Everything I Know About Love by Dolly Alderton. And I must have been sleeping under a rock because this book is not new. It has been out for a little while. I picked it up at the airport last week at the Gold Coast. I was flying home probably around 7 p.m. from the Gold Coast to Melbourne. And I just went into like a WH Smith and I was like, oh my God, this book stood out to me. I really like the cover. And there was like a little quote on the front that said something about navigating life in your 30s. I was like, oh, that's me. Like, let me grab that. And so I started reading it at the airport. I read it a little bit on the weekend and I am only a little bit into it. I am trying to brush up on my reading skills. I definitely have let reading kind of slack And I have been more conscious of late for a couple of things. Number one, being my brain health. And number two, I love learning and I love making sure that I keep myself switched on and that I am learning new things and that I am learning different perspectives and that I'm not living in an echo chamber too. So I am making it a priority in 2024 to read a little bit more. I'm a quick reader. I'm a fast reader. I actually love reading, but I just have, yeah, let that slip to the wayside. And I don't want to do that anymore. So I've started reading this book and it's beautiful. And when I shared that I was reading it, I got so many DMs from you guys being like, oh my God, you're going to love this book. I've read it a hundred times, like 10 out of 10 book. And so my recommendation is not necessarily for the book, but it is to pick up that thing or do that action 
or make space for that time or make space for that thing that you keep putting off because I've been saying that I wanted to read for so long and I just bit the bullet and finally did it and so far so good. I will finish the book and I will give you a proper review. We might even have a little segment on it. Not saying I'm going to start a book club because I don't need to start (laughs) any other little projects right now. I've got packaging issues to sort out but I'm really excited to finish it and I'm really happy that I'm prioritizing something for myself like that and prioritizing something for my brain because that's something else I want to do on this podcast, talk about brain health, but I need to, I think, get a doctor or a neurologist or somebody onto this. (laughs) Anyway, guys, I'm rambling. I'm going to wrap the show here. I might be actually going to grab some jewelry boxes now. Wish me luck. You'll be able to see what has happened by the time this episode comes out. If the launch went ahead, happy days. If it didn't, Jazz and I will be crying in the corner. (laughs) But as always, please let me know where you're listening to this podcast. Post a picture on your story. Let me know if you're out at a walk. Let me know if you're in the gym or playing with your pets, whatever it is. I love to see it. Tag me at Adele Marie. Tag the podcast, Your Safe Space Pod. Join the Facebook group. Give us a rating on Spotify. Give us a rating on Apple. And follow us on TikTok as well. Okay. I will see you next week, you guys. If you're going to Taylor or if you went to Taylor this weekend, I hope that you have the best time. If you missed out, I'm so sorry. I love you. And if you've had a rough week this week, I hope that you have a better one next week. All right. I'll see you guys soon. Bye. This podcast was recorded on Wurundjeri land hosted by me, Adele Marie. Your safe space is a part of the Amplify podcast network. 